Alex, uh, first of all, thank you for your work all week long. It was so valuable. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Sid. You got it, pal. Give me uh, give me the latest, I guess. You know, here's the difference right here, folks, between the Israelis and these animals, Hamas. So Israel is about to open up a huge can of whoop-ass on Hamas, which I'm happy about. So Israel goes and says to these 1.1 million people, get out of there. Head south because it's going to get ugly. And Hamas, they go, don't go anywhere. Stay home. Because Hamas would love to see their people get blown up and killed so they've got more ammunition to fight back with uh, publicly against the Israelis. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable contrast. No? Uh, you said it. Uh, Israel gave uh, notice for people to leave the northern sections of the Gaza Strip. They gave them the line which they should cross down into and which they'll be safe. And Hamas has told them uh, to stay in their homes and not to, not to accept the propaganda, disinformation of the, of the IDF. Um, and uh, this is this is what Hamas does. On the one hand, we see, you know, the Obama, the Obama and Israeli military targets that they can move past and kill as many civilians as possible. And here they hide among civilians, and they want to increase the number of civilian casualties on their side because they don't value human life. No, they don't. Uh, they've also said, I believe I saw this morning, and uh, maybe you can confirm it or deny it. Alex Trayman again live in, in Jerusalem. Hamas is claiming that the Israelis that are bombing the last couple of days have now killed 13 of the hostages. Uh, do we have any any confirmation of that? Well, this is a Hamas statement, and there's there's no confirmation of that. Uh, you know, the numbers coming out of Gaza with regard to the number of killed or wounded, there's no real way to to accurately determine if those are if those are the real numbers, uh, and we don't really have that information yet as to if the 13 hostages had been killed. Um, you know, that's a risk that Israel has to take. Israel cannot be held hostage by these hostages right now. Uh, you know, what we have to do is make sure, what Israel has to do is to make sure that uh, Hamas can never carry out an attack like this again. Bottom line, I mean, it's uh, neither, neither you or I are insensitive. We're good people, Alex. And I know Israel values every life. Again, I, I just mentioned last segment, they traded one soldier for a 1,000. But they're not going to allow 150 hostages to dictate how they run this war. They want to annihilate and wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. And as horrible as this sounds, if those hostages end up being casualties of war, folks, they're going to do it. Bottom line, yes? You know, I was just, just speaking to a friend of mine who uh, served in, in Gaza. You know, he's a little bit older than the reservist age now, but he served in Gaza and he was a sniper. And he told me that in the Army that there is a rule. And the rule is that if you see a hostage being taken and you're not in a position where you can kill the hostage taker, you kill the hostage because the worst thing that there could be is a hostage situation. Um, and you know, so we – that that's the that's the discipline of the Israeli army, and of course everybody wants the hostages back, um, and they'll take every effort to do so. But but you know, risking the lives of additional Israeli soldiers uh, in a booby-trapped urban urban environment in, in the Gaza Strip, um, you know, we just can't let. Unfortunately, Israel cannot let the the hostage situation dictate uh, whether or not it meets its its military objectives. Alex, talk to me about this. Um, this bombing that's about to take place and why the Israelis 
are uh, giving these uh, Palestinians a chance to leave? I mean, what are they targeting? How I mean, how how much are they getting ready to bomb? It sounds like it's going to be a huge effort. Well, they've bombed a lot already. There's been hundreds of uh, of targets hit inside the northern Gaza Strip uh, since Israel started its reprisals uh, already on Sunday. Um, and yet they're they're going to continue to to hit. They're they're going after the heads of all the Hamas leadership. Uh, they are using um, all kinds of intelligence and uh, facial recognition to to find the people that committed the heinous attacks uh, on Saturday and to take all of them out to use uh, surveillance um, and technology to identify who the contacts are on social media and they're reading social media messages and they're generating targets in real time. And in addition to that, you know that Hamas hides its uh, military infrastructures in civilian areas, uh, including in mosques, including in hospitals, including in schools. Uh, They're still firing rockets to to this moment. Uh, So there, there are a lot of targets that uh, Israel has identified and continues to identify new targets in real time, and they're hitting them as hard as they can. Wow. So I know yesterday was um, pretty quiet compared to the five or six days before, but I think I heard you say earlier that uh, this morning, like you just talked about, more rockets is at Hamas and Hezbollah from Lebanon or just Hamas? Assistant from Hamas so far, the, the... Lebanon border hasn't heated up so much. There was, you know, a little bit of the testing of the waters a few days ago, but the northern border has been so far uh, quiet, and I think that that might have something to do uh, with uh, the American presence coming over, especially the the aircraft carrier uh, and Anthony Blinken and, and Lloyd Austin here now. Um, you know, they're doing everything that they can to try to keep uh, Hezbollah out of the war. And, and it does seem as though Israel would really prefer to be fighting uh, only one front at a time. Um, and it will be up to Israel to, to do such damage against Hamas and Gaza that they, they will recreate deterrence that's been long lost uh, also in southern Lebanon, that the Lebanese also have to ex- understand that if they come into this war, that uh, southern Lebanon will, will turn into the, the situation that Gaza is in right now. Alex Trayman, once again, live in Jerusalem. He's been uh, great with us all week long. So hundreds of thousands of Israeli soldiers, 300,000, 600,000, not even sure at this point. But uh, we've been told they are ready to go. The ground incursion is just moments away. And now, talking to people, I'm hearing... Well, I'm not sure if that's the case. So what do you think happens with these boots on the ground? Well, I think that they're going to wait until they they do the bombings uh, in the northern Gaza Strip. And and once they've hit all the targets that they intend to hit, I do think they were going to start to see a ground incursion from every indication that I have from from soldiers on the ground who have been able to contact uh, their friends and family members uh, sporadically over the last several days as they're staging uh, for potential incursion, you know, all indications are that they, they are going to move ahead and that they're preparing for an incursion that could last anywhere from a month or longer. Um, so we just have to get the we have to get the official word. Um, and until that happens, the, the IDF's not going to tip off what it plans on doing. So it looks like the Americans are finally admitting we are that Iran was involved in this. You know, that first Biden um, press conference, which I thought was weak and lousy, he never mentioned Iran. 
But now it looks like Blinken and others are starting to talk about it. And, of course, they're blaming Donald Trump for the $6 billion, which has nothing to do with these attacks. But um, on a bigger level, he's mentioned the fact that the Secretary of State Blinken is there, Lloyd Austin. He arrived there this morning. Joe Biden spoke a couple of days ago. How do Israelis feel about the Biden administration and how they've handled this thus far? Well, the shows of support so far have been very, very strong. But the key question and the most important uh, strategic element here is how long will the American backing last? You know, you, you could see Anthony Blinken was visibly shaken by the by the pictures and the and the videos that he saw uh, of the massacre that took place on Saturday. And right now, the United States is, is standing behind uh, their ally in a strong way. But you also heard uh, him say uh, in his comments at the press conference with Netanyahu that uh, democracies handle themselves differently and they expect a uh, they expect a, a reprisal to be fair uh, and to do what they can to avoid civilian casualties. Um, you know, which is not some it's not it's not something that's uh, held. You know, Hamas is not held to that same standard. So really, the question is, you know, in a week from now, after Israel has significantly bombed the Gaza Strip and the death toll rises and the international media, we already see the United Nations uh, asking the IDF to rescind its evacuation order. And we're already hearing, uh, you know, claims that that the siege that Israel has on the Strip, which is not a complete siege because we don't control one of the borders, uh, is a violation of international law uh, and that we're committing war crimes. So the question is, when the pressure builds up, and the death tolls in the Gaza Strip build up, will America give Israel the support it needs to keep going and continue its operation until the strategic military objectives are met?